Hello and welcome back to the Deep End podcast. This is Sam, your host. This show provides you with juicy relationship, sexual and personal development tips. The Deep End podcast is for deep thinkers and feelers who love personal growth and want to experience healthy relationships. Having a healthy relationship with yourself and others is one of the most fulfilling things we get to experience as humans. That's why I'm so passionate about going deep and why I have interviewed leading experts in the field. Join me weekly for unfiltered, uncensored, and unedited conversations with the most interesting humans I know. I'll meet you in the deep end. Okay, so today I want to speak about this thing that came up with one of my clients uh, who's in my What Women Want program. So this program educates men on all the things that women need and want in a relationship and we were working through what it looks like for a woman to emasculate a man and so I'm introducing this new language to my clients and we get together once a week on a group call and we deconstruct and unpack everything that went on in the week and so one week they get a chance to experiment with the theory and then the following week we and then we so we'll, we'll re, we we cover the theory we go through all the information and then they'll spend the week experimenting with it in their relationships and then the following week is a recap coaching call to I guess summarize the experience with the theory have a look at what works what doesn't because every relationship is different and then approaching that that potential challenge right um, approaching that potential challenge in a customized way to support each individual. So anyway, this client has come on the call. He's telling me about this moment in the kitchen and actually I'm coaching his partner. So I was, I'm talking to his partner and she's in my one-on-one container. So there's a, another program called what men wants. So she's telling me like, I'm such a control freak. I'm overlooking his shoulder. He's like cooking dinner. And, you know, I'm like, asking if he's going to make sure that he's putting all this in and I'm aware that I'm doing it and I'm trying to stop. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. I'm a control freak or have been a control freak before, you know? And so she's telling me about this scenario and he turns around and he says to her, stop emasculating me. And I'm like, oh fuck, shit, shit, shit. This is one of those moments where you know, we start to identify with the terminology that I'm teaching in these programs. And I'm like, this isn't what the intention is. You know, like I I tell everybody that joins these programs, like use this information to empower each other. This isn't about pulling each other down or trying to come up against each other. I'm trying to help you get on the same team. I don't want you to become enemies. That's like the last thing I want. The point is to keep you together, not lead to a breakup. So anyway, um, he's spraying out, stop emasculating me. You're emasculating me. And I'm just like, okay. So there's a few things to address and unpack here. So he is essentially disempowering himself when he uses the phrase or the terminology, stop emasculating me. Because a man cannot and will not be emasculated unless he agrees to be. And the moment he throws himself off center by reacting in a, in a knee jerk reaction or reacting in a way that is, you know, fiery or not contained or where he's wavering, 
he's disempowering himself. He's not standing strong in his masculinity because what's happening beneath the surface, and this is what I uncovered with her, and I'm sure if you've experienced something similar to this nature, you'll probably relate to what I'm about to share with you. I've experienced this in my relationships and like I see it with other clients, but this specific example is beautiful to, to reveal what's actually going on. So for her, she has a lack of trust for men or the masculine. And a lot of women do. A lot of women have been, a, a lot of women I know, myself included, have been abandoned by their fathers. They've, their dad's just tapped out. They're like, nah, not interested. Hashtag daddy issues, you know? And so with this absence of the masculine, with, with this absence of a man in our childhood and then not having that uh, demonstration of what it's like to be in relationship with a man who is reliable and available and going to show up and love us, it can cause a sense of discomfort when that does actually happen. And because we have been raised by women who have had to be the dad as well as the mom, we have inherited this behavior of being in our masculine, you know, the rise of the feminine, second wave feminism. There's all these conditions that have been put in place that have been in full support of a woman who is orientated towards a masculine approach in life and in relationships. Now, the thing about this that can be really, um, the thing about this and why it's not, not healthy is that when a woman is overactive in her masculine, generally she's operating in a space of uh, like using lots of testosterone, essentially. And testosterone, when it's, when we're when we're when we have too much testosterone in our system, it means that our hormones go out of balance. So we don't have estrogen imbalance, and this can cause women to feel overwhelmed and tired, and you know, overthink and get really exhausted. And there's all these symptoms that are indicating that this masculine approach, this patriarchal system isn't necessarily the best and most healthy way for a woman to be. Now, women are cyclical. We experience our hormone shifts every month. You know, the moment that we get our bleed, when the moment we start bleeding, our hormones change. Then when we're... Um, the day after our ovulation, progesterone starts to increase. And so our bodies start to slow down and we do get PMS symptoms. And this podcast episode isn't about our cycles. And if you want to listen to that, there's some really awesome podcasts coming out and have been previously um, shared around a woman's cycle. But what can happen for a woman when she is in her masculine, it can be really hard for her to stop and soften into a feminine flow and be in that space of receptivity and so an indication of a woman being her masculine is that overpowering controlling kind of um yeah micromanaging looking over the shoulder type of energy that can happen and show up in relationships 
And with this specific example of my clients, you know, she's overlooking his shoulder and she's, she's made the request to him. Like he's fully aware. I know what I'm cooking. I've got all the ingredients ready to go. She's already told me what she wants. So he's, he's already aware of what she wants, but there's a lack of trust. So it's not about her being in control and overlooking his shoulder. These are symptoms of something that's happening deeper beneath the surface. And what that is, is a lack of trust. Somewhere along the way, she hasn't had trust for for men, which is why she overcompensates. And she's testing him. This is something that men sometimes miss the mark. You might actually miss this because it's hard to read a woman, you know, like it's hard to understand, okay, she's testing me right now. So when she's questioning, when a man, when a woman is questioning a man and overlooking his shoulder, it's his opportunity to step up and lean into his masculinity and hold his center. And so with these particular clients, what I shared with them was like, this blaming and name name throwing and like identification with these labels is not empowering at all. So I told him, I said, what's going to work best in this scenario is for you to show up and step up and say, hey, babe, something to this nature. Look, I really appreciate you checking in on me, but I've got this. Like, I've got you. You've, you've already told me what you want. Like, it's all good. I've got you. You can trust me. And that, and give her a hug, give her a kiss, because you know, physical touch amplifies oxytocin, and oxytocin helps lower cortisol levels and and amplifies estrogen. There's all sorts of things happening hormonally when we are exchanging physical touch. So, give her a hug, give her a kiss, tell her you love her, tell her you've got this, tell her you've got her, that she can trust you. And do it in a way where you're genuinely like, you trust yourself that you've got this. Because she'll keep pushing and probing to to kind of test you and test you and test you. But hold your center no matter what because that's the true test. And let me know how you go. This is something that you can experiment with and play with. Like I'm not somebody that loves to say this is the way and this is the only way. I'm offering you tips. I'm offering you suggestions take it or leave it, test and try it, do it yourself. Like it's totally up to you what you do with this information. This is something that I have witnessed in my relationships, my personal relationship and those with my clients. Massive transformations have happened because the thing is she's on her healing journey. She's healing that wound, that masculine wound, right? She cannot do that alone. She cannot do that in the absence of the masculine. She cannot heal that. And this is why relationships are such potent spaces for healing. He's also healing his own wounds where he's been emasculated in the past and he's feeling triggered when she's overlooking his shoulder and when she is, you know, trying to control him. He has his own wounds. And so she needs to also lean in and step up and say like, you know, babe, I'm going to, I'm going to take responsibility for my lack of trust in you. And I'm going to step back and step down and let you lead and let you show me that you can trust, that I can trust you. I'm going to receive because I feels good. feels good to receive. So, so let's heal through this together. And this is what relationships get to be. They get to be a healing experience instead of a battlefield 
You know, I don't believe that love is a battlefield. I believe that we're individually matched with our friends, our family, our lovers for a reason. Our triggers will continually show up in other forms and other ways until we heal those wounds. So you can run away, you can break up, and you can pretend that that wound isn't there, but I can guarantee it will come up again. It will show up again in another way, in another form, in another human. Someone will present something, a trait, a characteristic, a behavior that is going to trigger the same wound within you until you heal it. And you've got to feel to heal. These, this particular couple have, she, she never cried with her partners. She's never been able to reveal and trust and feel vulnerable. And now she's crying most of our calls and she's leaning into him and, you know, having these moments with him where she can share herself vulnerably And so with that being said, um, if there's anything that you've taken away from this, it is I hope that you can lean into the healing process of a relationship and step into your empowerment and take personal, radical personal responsibility for what you're feeling and what's yours. Thanks for joining me and I'll catch you on the next episode.